difficult, and I think if we can do it as well as that, I think we're a great best. Um, of course, the leading was okay as well. <laughs> I picked up on one of those songs, um, May My Life Reflect the Beauty of the Lord. Um, I can't remember where the song was. Over, uh, over, over all the earth. Yeah, Lord reigns in me. Uh, and a lot about singing has been around the earth, isn't it? Around God's power and God's influence. And of course, as last night somebody prayed about the lightning strikes. Well, you know, one lightning strike hit the fuel depot at Stanton Airport, and that was it. People sat on planes waiting to take off for hours. I don't know if you've sat on a plane waiting to take off for three hours. I tell you, it's the most frustrating thing that you could ever experience. <coughs> because you don't know when you're going, and then probably after the end of three hours, they say, well, sorry, we're not going and you will have to get off. Uh, but it's an exciting life, being a world traveller, if any of us here are, um, you know what it is. Uh, only on one occasion did I have to land again because the engine blew up. Um, and uh, it did make its mark on some of the passengers. There were a few less travelling on when they got the engine back on. But I want to, I want to talk about uh, Phrase I keep coming back to. What does the Christian life look like? Right, if you wanted to explain it to somebody, you know, this is what it looks like. Uh, this is what it sounds like. No, this is what it feels like. Because you know we're not just robots. You realise that, don't you? We are, we're human. We're, we're, we're living creatures. We, we have expression, uh, and it shows in our outward look, doesn't it? You know, if you meet someone like this, <laughs> you think, well, I don't know what you think, but I think, well, I wouldn't like to be like him or her. No, because if we want to talk about the Christian life as, as something real, it's not something we just believe, is it? You don't, you're not a Christian here this morning. You're not a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not in relationship with God because you believe something. You might have started off believing. <coughs> you are someone who has actually received something. You've received something that is life transforming. <coughs> is that right? I mean, we, we're not followers of God because we believe it. I do believe it. But I've also touched it. And I feel it. You know, we used to sing choruses. I mean, you know, going back a bit farther now into the past, my past anyway. You know, when I feel the touch of his hand upon my life, it causes me to sing a song. I love you, Lord. God touches us. And amazingly, sometimes He just touches our bodies. Amazing, isn't it? That, you know, when Jesus walked the earth, He, he actually went round and He touched people. And they became whole. Now, people would say, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. He says, I will. 
And so we're not in the realm of just theory. We're in the realm of practice. Now, Paul, the apostle, um, who wrote most of the uh, scriptures after uh, the New Testament, the life of Jesus, um, great traveller, met a young man called Timothy at a place called Lystra. He was a young man, he, <coughs> he had a godly mother, <coughs> and he had a godly grandmother, and his father was Greek. And he took him into his heart, and he became very much someone who walked and lived and ministered with this great apostle, who you know was a real pain to the Christian church in the beginning. But God decided that one day he'd stop him being a pain and he had an encounter uh, on the road to Damascus and his life was completely transformed. Uh, he was a different person. You see, God, he specialises in transforming people's situations. So you can ask God to transform your situation. Don't believe it's impossible. Believe that God can do something with people and uh, you will discover Maybe not instantly, <laughs> but God does work. Anyway, he became a very uh, powerful man for God. And uh, <clears throat> he wrote to this young man, Timothy, in a book called Timothy. Some of these things are very logical, aren't they? <laughs> uh, and uh, in 2 Timothy, chapter 2, he just talks about different things that the Christian life is like. And I'd like to if, uh, tell me when it's when it is. Ten past. Yeah? Eight, ten past. And I shall. I will close. There used to be a clock over there but it's gone missing. I have that I was born in the first place is I'm still here. 
might say you, you weren't born. Well, I know I was because here I am, many years ago now. I can remember my first birth when God put his seed of life into my heart and I was transformed. In fact, I was so transformed that if I was in your church, you would actually not want to talk to me. Because I was a real pain when God first met me in a wonderful way. And that was a long time after I had started to believe. Because I believed it with all my heart, but I didn't have the evidence of it in my experience. It didn't work. Have you ever come to a place where you say, if it doesn't work, I don't want to do it? Yeah, I'm sure some of us have in this room. Because many of us have grown up believing in the Christian life and the Christian gospel. But for some reason, it hasn't gone from here down into here. Uh, and up here, it makes a headache. Down here, it transforms your life. Mm -hmm. It came into my life, and uh, I just thank God for that day. So you begin by being born. How can a man be born again? Said Nicodemus. What well, he said um, uh, is by the Spirit of the Living God. It, it means that you have an encounter with God. And I think one of the illustrations that you could use, when you think about it at Christmas time, is, is when Mary had an encounter with the angel. And the angel said to her that there's going to come a day when you will conceive and bring forth a child and he will be called. Jesus. How can it be? <laughs> so the Holy Spirit. And that which is born in you will be of God. That's a wonderful beginning. Timothy, that you're my son. And then he says in verse 3, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So Paul takes him immediately from being a son to a soldier. Now what's a soldier mean to you? Well, it's a man of good could you imagine going into an army and doing your own thing? Well, of course you can't. So we, we, we engage upon a life of discipline. Now, things have to stop in our old life. Uh, Daryl Tunley, who really impressed me when I met him, used to be a thief, a heroin addict, a heroin dealer, and a bank robber. That was his life. Unfortunately, he got caught. Um, he was making a thousand a week as a young man selling, selling heroin. Okay? He was successful. But he went too far and was encouraged to go into bank robbery. Now, when you become a Christian, you don't go into bank robbery. You do not sell heroin, do you? 
there's lots of other things you don't do also. Because it's not Christian. And, uh, you know, I don't know what things you used to do, but I guarantee this, that when Jesus Christ came into your life, you stopped doing it. And I won't really name them, if you want to do something about it, I'm very happy. If you want to say, well, I do this, is that right? Well, yes. I mean, the Bible tells us very clearly. So, we stopped it anyway. Daryl Tunley, um, uh, amazingly, had an encounter with a young man in the prison where he was serving the sentence, who invited him to come and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Firstly, he told the guy to clear off, otherwise he'd punch his nose from the side of his head to the other. But this man came back. And that so impacted his life. And he thought, well, if this man was bold enough to come and tell me again after I've threatened him with facial disfigurement, I'll go and hear what they have to say. And he went into the meeting that was led by the chaplain and two elderly nuns. And uh, everything he threw at them, they just returned love. Shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more. 
godliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenius and Philetus of this sort and have strayed concerning the truth, saying the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Are you a good student? Well, Aaron's a good student. He's coming near to the end of his PhD. He's probably spent the last decade studying, has he, Mary? Yeah. Is he a good student? Does his reading? Yes. Did you know 
that the seed that's growing in you is powerful enough to be sown in somebody else and transform their life. Did you know that? The seed, the word. Um, how do people see the seed? Well, it can come this way, can't it? You can read, the, read your Bible and you can say, you know, you've gone into the Word. I thought, I was reading this this morning. And um, I don't know how it all works, but I do know this, that it works. I have to have something God puts in me to share with somebody else. Now, there could be anything we are to be people that enjoy seeing a crop. Now this is this can relate to the church. I know you go out evangelizing, you go into the streets, and you go and you just talk to them. And I can think back to conversations I've had with people, uh, and I just said, it's nice to see you. I said that once to a young lady in Elton whose name was Christine Feasy. So I said, hello, it's nice to see you. I didn't know until I met her again before she had a Mr. Paul Cross. Get the link? That she said in her heart, she said, I'm going to be in that man's church. Because when something happened in her life, she thought, who can I share? I'll go and see that person. Now, she of course did mean her Harley and had three wonderful children. into the workplace. You're working for a company. Some of us are retired. I'm not retired yet. I have this big conflict about retirement. Because I don't know how to insure my car, so I'm still, I'm still self-employed. I mean, technically I could be retired. But 
This is what I want you to do today. Isn't that logical? Today you are to do this, 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 and this. You, are, you agree with me? Uh, so that we know where we're going and what we're doing. We need to spend time in the presence of God for what God wants for us. What do you want me to say today? What do you want me to do? I'm meeting so-and-so. I'm going to work. So that we, we can sow the seed that Jesus Christ has put in our hearts. Just as simple as that. Keep sowing, keep sowing. Jesus talks about it in Matthew 15. Talks about the seed, sowing the seed, sowing the seed. The seed is the, in the fruit of God. In your life, is the fruit of God, isn't it? And the seed's there, right at the centre of that one day you will come. Let's move on. So, um, in verse 9, for which I suffer trouble. Now, I didn't become a Christian to be in trouble, um, you may say. I don't expect to have difficulty. Well, I'm telling you that difficulty is the greatest way of God getting the truth because if it doesn't work, you think, well, why doesn't it work? So there will be difficulties. But how do we respond to difficulties? Do we stamp our feet and storm out the room? Or do we persevere? Do we work out this truth of the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus? Whatever you might do. John Wesley was a great preacher, as you know, lived back in the 17th century. 1700s, I should say. And uh, one day he was speaking on the street as he used to, and somebody came up with a great big lump of wood and knocked him off the back. So he called the police, and they arrested him for harassment. No, he didn't. <laughs> he just got back up and carried on. So the man, frustratedly, knocked him off again. So he didn't get his guys in to, you know, carry him out of the meeting. No, he, he got up again. And man never lived again. God met with him. Became a Christian. Because that man wouldn't respond negatively to him. Isn't that a challenge? You ever get upset with people? You ever feel like a girl We don't have to say anything negative. If there's something positive to say, say it. And, and you read a lot about suffering. In fact, Peter's two letters are based mainly on suffering outwardly and inwardly. The second one is inwardly. People, people, you know, grow up with tremendous hurts, injections. God can solve all that. We don't have to be rejected. Because Jesus loves us. <coughs> he cares for us. So, if, if trouble comes along, what do you do? The Bible tells you, doesn't it, Aaron? What does it say?
hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that it's been tough today. Thank you, Lord. Because, he says, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. One of the greatest keys to seeing people come to know the Lord is meeting someone who does not respond. Someone that God can use, that he can put in his house, and that people can drink from. You know, in Corinthians, it talks like this. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know what earthen vessel is? It's an old clay pot. I don't think it was for a vessel. You might be a very pretty old clay pot. Or you may be a very old pot. She couldn't give him to drink because she was so full of her life. No, she wasn't very popular. Well, I suppose she might have been a popular lady in certain circles, but she needed to be clean of all her parts. Lord, make us sanctified. 
must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Paul says to Timothy, Son, you may be beginning. Soldier, we have been trained, not only for our own lives, so that we can share wonderful revelation of God living in human being to others. And he talks about being a one we missed. A sportsman. <laughs> a sportsman. An athlete. And I had this picture, I had this picture of Aaron and he's he's a bike now, you know, he cycle. Of going through Cycling through uh, with his suit and tie. No, if you wouldn't do it, would you? He, he would have stripped down to the bare necessities of his occupation of being a soldier. So that he could be. So we're, we're under this, you know, we're doing what God says. Yeah. We've got rid of all the rubbish, things that clutter us, things we don't have to do, things we shouldn't do. We don't, they're not big temptations anymore. We haven't got, we can, we can be in order. We've got, uh, we don't get ratty at troubles. Even if we live in very challenging, we live with difficulty to stay uh, People do that as they grow up, people grow older. But the Lord Jesus keeps us straight. And uh, we started. Father, we thank you for just these things that Paul shared to this young man, Timothy. We know that he grew uh, up, became older, became an, an elder, a bishop. But still there was that communication 
to encourage him. Pray, Lord, that we will encourage one another in the things of yourself. That we may grow and that tomorrow morning when we appear, where we may, in our homes or uh, in our work, where we won't be going to work, I suppose, on the bank holiday, but wherever we may be, Tuesday morning, pray, Lord, that people will see Jesus in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name.